As executor, there are so many responsibilities to getting the estate settled. Just clearing out a home is a daunting task on its own. My guest expert today, Heather Dawson from Maxold, is going to share today the right way and wrong way to empty a house on this episode of Executor Help. Welcome to the Executor Help Podcast, the show dedicated to help you settle an estate, pick an executor, and avoid family fights. For more information, visit davidedy.com. Now here's your host, David Eady. Now, when you're an executor, there's so many responsibilities, so many jobs you've got to do, and one of them is going to be empty a house. You've got to get rid of all that stuff. My guest today, Heather Dawson, she's an account executive at, with Max Soul. She's seen the right way and the wrong way to empty a house. So first off, Heather, I want to thank you for taking the time to be here on the Executor Help podcast. Let's start with, you know, with like I said, executors have so many, so many jobs. You know, they're doing this because they've got to sell that estate. They got to pay off those beneficiaries because they want their inheritance. At what point do you end up seeing the executor actually just putting up their hands and and, and hiring uh, hiring you guys? Honestly, it can happen at any point. So it, it just kind of depends on what I think they've had to iron out and deal with before they're finally allowed to deal with emptying the house. Usually, people are eager for getting to the part of emptying the house um, a lot of times because they need to, to deal with the real estate and to deal with the real estate, they have to empty the house most of the time. So usually as soon as possible. (laughs) (laughs) So with all the things they've got to do. So that can be for different scenarios though. Right. So tell me typically what's the, the, the wrong way to empty a house. Wrong way to empty a house probably in my opinion would be to determine based on you know your own kind of, I don't want to say opinion but I guess it is opinion of what has value and what doesn't and to then start sorting through the items in the house and determining uh, what should be hauled off to the donation centers versus what they think maybe should be sold and really just trying to go about navigating that process without consulting somebody who is an expert or a professional in the field, because a lot of times when people do that, um, they then call in the auction company or the estate liquidators. And unfortunately they find that a lot of what they donated is what they should have sold and, what they've been hanging on to and they think are the prize pieces for a sale are, you know, the items that actually might be flooded in the market and not the prize pieces for a sale. So, you know, two things I can tell you that people donate all day long and should definitely not are costume jewelry, boxes of costume jewelry, boxes of junk jewelry. Usually it's not just junk jewelry in there. And actually almost all the time, it's not just junk jewelry in there and um, older kitchenware like colorful pyrex bowls and fire king pieces usually that can be collectible so um your pianos those are those are not as collectible as a pyrex bowl right now (laughs) usually don't sell for as much so it's just kind of getting somebody in there to help you navigate that before you start emptying the house so could you obviously you've got a keen eye you know what sells what may not sell how did you get into the business of being in, in uh, you know, working with Max, Max Sold and, 
and doing what you're doing? Uh, so I grew up in the industry. Um, my parents started an estate sale company in the mid 70s, mid 1970s, and it grew into a regional auction house in New Jersey where they did appraisal work. And I ended up um, becoming an appraiser as well and did that uh, freelance through the years um, while I was raising my children. And then I ended up working as a professional organizer, helping people with downsizing. And that I started doing uh, maybe five, five or six years ago and discovered Max Sold while I was working as an organizer, helping people figure out what to really do with the things in homes and in estates and found that there was a really efficient and quick way to help them get all of their items in front of a very large market of buyers and get items sold um, in the best fair market way possible. And I, in my opinion, that was using Max Sold. So that was uh, what I started doing over the years for my clients. And then I ultimately ended up finding myself working in their business development department. So and it's fun. I, I like working with people that are trying to accomplish the missions that I was doing. Have there been times because you've 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 settled a lot of help people sell uh, the estates in terms of getting rid of stuff? Have there been times where you've you've actually seen fights over articles? I um, have not personally had to see a lot of that, but I've heard a lot of stories from other people that have seen it and unfortunately been in the mix. Uh, it does happen when emotions get very heated. It can get it can get ugly for sure. Is that because it, it it's the article or there is the uh, the assumption that it's valued more than it's actually worth? There can be a combination of things happening. It can be the assumption of value. She's getting more value than I am out of the estate, and it can be an emotional tie. It can just be something that you know holds a bonded memory to a loved one that you know siblings kind of argue about who gets to hang on to that and preserve that memory so it can be it can be a mix of things definitely so before any of the articles get put on sale do you think it's a good idea for the executor to let people you know see some of the things uh, or you know come in and take what they want or does that lead to more problems so with Max sold, when we catalog a sale, we have an electronic draft that we share with the seller so they can go through and make sure it's, it's good to go to give the green light to go live for sale. So there's an opportunity to see what's going to be sold and give them that chance to let us know if there was something in the catalog that shouldn't be there. Right. And and how long how long does that process take? The whole the whole cataloging process or the wholesale process? Well, well, first tell me a little bit about the cataloging process. What 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 does that entail? So the cataloging process is when we send our local auction team out to your home or the estate, and they will spend about a day there creating the catalog for the auction. And we have an app that's used. It's a downloadable app. 
Um, they just take the photos and put in the descriptions and everything right there from a smart device. And then from there, we have a digital catalog, which is the draft. And that's what we can share with the estate and with the seller, the executor, and the family to have a look at. And then it'll be live for a week. And then uh, we do all the marketing and collect all the payment proceeds in the end from the winning bidders since it's an auction. And then our auction team comes back to supervise the pickup. And the entire process is about two weeks, two week turnaround. So it's pretty quick. So before you put it out to auction um, and it's cataloged, will you, so you'll let the family see what's going up for auction. And if somebody says they want that, again, does that still create a problem? You know, so it's, it's up for auction and it's, uh, you know, uh, Corningware or Royal Dalton. And somebody says, well, no, you can't put the Royal Dalton up. I wanted that or it's supposed to be for me. Can that hold back the the process because people are fighting over stuff that's just about to go to auction? Um, I think that may be up a decision that's up to the executor, depending on what the mandate is. If the estate has to be liquidated, liquidated, and you know the money that comes out of it is what is the equitable distribution that happens, it may have to. They may make the call that it has to go out for sale. Um, or they may make the call that, you know, we need to pull these items because there's indecision around them. Um, so ultimately, we're, we would be at the mercy of what the executor or, or the probate attorney says needs to be done. It, it could be varying, probably, decisions. So from, from your experiences, what's the best way an executor can empty a house? I think that, you know, it's always great to um, make sure that you've met with professionals to have an idea of um, whether or not you have something, a situation that would be great for a sale or whether or not you have a situation that's just donation because, um, you know, you want to make sure that the, the value point is there. If you have a sale and, and you know, it, the total proceeds comes to $2,500, then in the end, maybe it was really donation you know, and that can happen when the family does keep most of the items in an estate and you know people don't know so it's always good to get a professional in to at least consult and let you know but if there is more having that professional there that representative who professionally helps liquidate estates whether it's through you know various different avenues you know you have auction houses like max sold and you have estate sale companies that do traditional state sales just having that initial consult to get an idea of what the professional thinks the best route to go would be is always good just to get that information on the table the more knowledge you have um, the better I think the outcome will be for the family when settling that estate Okay, so we've talked about if we're working as an executor, we want to get rid of the um, the articles. We want to, again, try to you know, get rid of the stuff. People take what they want, put it up for auction, help uh, speed along the process to settle a state. Let's flip it the other way, and someone's wanting to get their estate in order. They want to help make it easier on the family, make it easier on the executor, so they, they're more interested in downsizing. Now, do most people find it hard to, to do this, go through this process? Because every time you look at something, 
you know, it's got some sentimental value. You can't, I can't get rid of it. Or does it happen when they're, you know, downsizing usually happens when there's a, a major event, like there's a death or a sickness. The downsizing portion of it, I usually come across downsizing when um, the people that are in the home have to leave that sizable space to either go to a condo because they just, that's what they're doing, or somebody's going into assisted or memory care or senior community. Those are usually the downsizing. So when when it comes to downsizing, are the is it difficult to do? Are they are they do they find it easy to get rid of things and, and put it up for auction? Um, whenever the owner of the items is there, there is of course a greater emotional attachment a lot of the time, which makes it more difficult. We Maxold likes to work with professional organizers that sometimes come in before our auction team and deliver services that help navigate that process. That that would be like a downsizing organizer who knows how to work with people to kind of make those difficult choices, those emotional choices, and kind of weigh out, you know, how to decide and, and how to sort through items and what the various options could be for what you do with those items. Um, you know, rehoming items is an encouraging and kind way to approach what to do with items that you're not keeping. So even if they go in a sale or even if they are shared with a family member or a friend, um, the thought that they are continuing their story, their life, in a new home can help with that process. Right. Is, is there a, a, well, first off, what do you think are the keys to good downsizing? And is there a right way and a wrong way? I think the keys to good downsizing, um, I think the, the most important key is uh, being prepared, which means starting ahead of time and, and starting small. Um, it's like any big goal. It is a big life goal to really just move and downsize. So starting months out, working with an organizer if you need to, or a supportive friend or family member, and making it a project that you schedule out time during the week to work on does help because it can be exhausting, physically exhausting, but it can be emotionally exhausting. So um, you do need a support system there. So giving yourself time, starting far out. So if you know that you're going to sell a four-bedroom house and downsize into a one- to two-bedroom apartment or condo, um, you've been in that house for 25, 30, 40-plus years, start a year out um, assessing items and, and what you're going to keep and why you're going to keep them. And if you're not keeping them, what are your options around what you could do with them? So tell me about your organization, Maxold. Who are you and, and what exactly do you do? Because we talked about, you know, helping, you know, getting the process done. It's done, usually done in about two weeks. How long, is, how, how long has the company been around providing this service? Uh, Maxold has been around since, I believe, 2012. It's based out of Kingston, Ontario. And their their goal is to be uh, an, an efficient and um, easy-to-use service that, that helps people really 
find a solution for the majority of the items that are left in a home. Um, and in, in order to do that, they go in and they really make an effort to sell everything. They have a high sell-through rate. Above 95% of all items in a sale do end up sold. They want to keep items out of landfills, and Maxold wants to rehome items and to continue the life of those items. Um, so they come in and they uh, can sell truly anything from your vehicle down to cleaning supplies. I've, I've run sales where I've gathered up all of the um, unused or still usable cleaning supplies in the house, you know, packages of unopened paper towels and you get them all together and people will pay a decent amount of money for that. I think I sold a large auction lot of cleaning supplies for a hundred dollars <laughs> because, you know, when you think about what it costs new, people say, Hey, you know, that's why, why not? Why would we throw that away if it's usable? And then people competitively bid because they can use it. So Maxwell has figured out a great way to really be a solution for everything in the house. Yeah. Do you find that people are hoarders and it, that's why it might take a little bit long and there's a lot of hoarding going on? You said about all that, those cleaning products, for example. How much paper towels do you need in, in your life? <laughs> you know, everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people will go to the those big box stores like Costco or Sam's Club, or, and um, they will buy what they think they need to hold on to for the next six months. You know? And so in those scenarios, you could have these items that um, just never got used. And instead of throwing them out, you know, gather them up and get them get them sold so is max sold um the service is available in canada and the u.s yes so max sold is throughout north america and we're in a large number of locations in the u.s we're up and down the east coast pretty much we're throughout the boston area the new york city tri-state area in florida we're in texas big market in denver um all up and down the coast of california um, in several provinces in Canada as well, in, in uh, British Columbia, Vancouver area, in Ontario, um, all throughout New York State. So, so wherever you are, wherever you need to get rid of all that stuff in your life, Max Sold is there to help you out. Definitely, definitely. And to, um, you know, call us and just have a conversation over the phone to kind of navigate whether or not it's something you would like to do, whether it's a good fit for the estate or the downsizing project that you're in, we're, we're always happy to, to talk to people and try and help them. In our last remaining moments, is there anything else you'd like to add to, to help people understand the importance of, uh, you know, emptying a house the right way or the wrong way? I mean, I think the most important thing is before you start um, making trips to the dump or to the donation centers just reach out to a professional who works in this industry to consult with you and kind of help you get your bearings on how to start because there is a sorting process absolutely you, there are items that will simply have to be disposed of or recycled there are items that are best suited for donation um but companies like max sold can get you started um 
and we can connect you with organizers that can get you started on that part of the project before our auction team comes out. Well, Heather Dawson of Max Sold, I'd like to thank you for taking the time today and uncluttering not only my mind, but uncluttering people's lives. If people want to find out a little bit more about Maxold, where's the best place to, to go? So to find more out of Maxold, uh, M-A-X-S-O-L-D, maxold.com. Go right to our homepage. It's very easy to navigate. Of course, if you want to call and reach me directly, uh, you can always dial 833-MAX-SOLD. And my extension is 151. And I'm Heather Dawson. Once again, thank you, Heather Dawson of Max Soul for being here on the Executor Help Podcast. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, David. You've been listening to the Executor Help Podcast. For more details, visit david80.com or follow David on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. The links are in the show notes. 